Megan. And I'm Jen. And you're listening to the Travel Mug Podcast. Every episode, we talk about travel destinations, interesting trivia, and even some travel fails. Let's dive into today's episode. Don't forget to travel mug. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Travel Mug Podcast. We took a little bit of a break over the holidays, but happy new year. We're happy to be back with you in 2021. Happy New Year, everybody. Uh, it's winter here in Nova Scotia, Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> which usually means that people are thinking about heading south for a week of fun in the sun, uh, usually. Of course, this year is a little bit different, um, but we thought we should chat about all-inclusives and how to decide if that is the right vacation for you. So spoiler alert, I have never done an all-inclusive but Megan has. So Megan, why don't you tell me about your all-inclusive history? All right. So um, it goes back to like 99. I did go to travel school, although I'm, again, hashtag not a professional. Um, But I did go south with my travel class. We went to Cuba. In terms of mine and Peter's first all-inclusive together was our honeymoon in 2011. Since then, we've missed a couple of years, but honestly been really lucky to go quite a few times. Apart from Peter, I've traveled to Cuba, Mexico with my mom. And before I left the travel industry, I actually won a trip to Barbados at a resort. I know. And I took my friend Shannon. uh, Shout out to Shannon. Uh, She is a faithful listener. She's a real big supporter of the podcast. So we had a great time there. It was European plan, which we'll talk about later at that resort in Barbados. And then together, Peter and I have actually traveled to Cuba, Mexico, and the Dominican Republic to multiple resorts in those countries. And we really, at this point, feel so lucky to have gone in January of 2020 before all the madness struck, although it feels like a lifetime ago instead of a year. So that, It is so crazy that January 2020 feels like five years ago at this point. I know. I know. We've watched a couple of recaps of some 2020 stuff. And we're like, that happened in 2020? <laughs> I know. It's crazy. It's nuts. Uh, so like I said, I've never gone to a resort down south because I'm not sure I would like it. Um, I'm open to it. For a long time, I was just like, absolutely not. That's not what I want to do. And now I'm kind of, I'm getting open to it. So my parents um, used to go every year. Um, they never took us because they wanted to have a nice vacation. Sure, so. sure. <laughs> And I haven't done it. I was worried I'd get bored or be hungry the entire week. And my husband's not been interested. So we've just opted for other types of vacations. And that's fair. Yeah. So first of all, what does all-inclusive even mean, Megan? Right. And this, of course, is just from our experience. Other people might have gone to other resorts where it's different. But for us, all-inclusive in our experience has meant airport transportation. So once you arrive on the ground in whatever your destination country is, you're usually in an air-conditioned bus going to your resort where you can buy some beers. Everybody's usually in a pretty good mood. Um, It also includes your room, of course, food, which includes buffets and usually a la carte dining if you're going to a, a resort that has that, as well as, of course, your drinks. And then often throughout the resort, there are juice bars, smoothie bars, snack bars, Uh, coffee shops on resorts, and all of those are included generally with a regular room. So most resorts, though, do offer the option to pay for an upgrade, uh, which you can do once you arrive. But I definitely don't recommend that because it's usually more expensive 
we tried it on our last uh, trip and the per night for an upgrade there seemed like a lot more. So we didn't do it. Um, usually at the time of booking is best. In the past, we've generally used uh, Sunwing. Um, upgrades often get you a better room, obviously, but also could include exclusive beach access with better beach chairs or beach beds, which kind of is like, you know, in music videos or something, you've seen those beds on the beach with like the flowy sheets and stuff. It's kind of, they have those there as well. Concierge service to your room, some different restaurant accesses throughout the day, and even day lounges. Those day lounges offer uh, food and drink and an attendant during the day that you can pop in anytime you want for a snack or a coffee. And those are really for upgraded guests only. Um, it can also be top shelf liquor. If that matters to you, it really doesn't matter to me, but if it does, um, it can, uh, it can be included. So if you're at a really nice resort to start with, and this has happened for us before, they're just going to serve you Grey Goose vodka anyway, as an example. But if it isn't an expensive resort to start with, oftentimes paying for the upgrade gets you the more expensive liquor. Um, and we upgraded at a Cuban resort that we went to a few years ago. I had a couple of different favorite aspects to that. And one was a different restaurant options for lunch because oftentimes lunches are just buffets. Mm -hmm. So this was actually a sit down restaurant with really nice food that you could use for lunch. And the other part I loved was the separate beach area for upgraded guests. You were always guaranteed a beach lounger no matter what time of day you went and you oftentimes get a different color resort bracelet, which is how they tell people apart when you've either upgraded or not. They are those plastic bracelets you can't get off. Um, and they usually cut them off as soon as you check out. Um, and you do wear those during your whole trip. Although some resorts don't have them, but most that we've been to do. Um, and just one less, if this isn't necessarily to do with upgrades, but one annoyance of the all-inclusive I have to mention is the fight for beach chairs. So People can get up at really ridiculous hours and put out their towels or belongings on beach chairs to reserve them for a day. And it, it's, the, it's a game I play, but I hate it so much and it infuriates Peter, understandably. Yeah. But if you want a chair where you want a chair, you have to sort of play the game. Do you know yeah. what I mean? And, and it's unfortunate. And then you see some people leave their stuff on beach chairs the whole day and never even come back to it. Uh right? That's the worst. People I mean, are the worst. Uh, and, and it's one of those things where you just want to like dump their crap in the pool. Um, but you just try to control yourself. So. Yeah. Yeah. I guess I've experienced that a little bit on the cruise. It was similar, yes. like for lounge chairs near the pool that people would leave their stuff and you're like, Oh, come on. Yeah. <laughs> That's so annoying. Like, why are you even doing this? Yeah. All right. So what isn't included at an all-inclusive. So off resort excursions, uh, sometimes resorts will offer special dining options, such as like a sunset dinner on the beach or exclusive meals at a la carte restaurants with specialties like lobster. Yeah. Um, it's not usually included. Poolside cabanas um, usually aren't included. So you'll have to rent those by the day. Tips are not included and they're at your discretion. And some resorts have like golf courses that wouldn't be included in the base price you pay extra. And some beach activities um, such as jet skis and spa services are also not usually included in the price. 
Yes. And then uh, one thing I wanted to mention is that beach towels are, of course, included, but at some resorts, you get a towel card at check-in, looks like a credit card, and there's towel booths or towel little huts. So you exchange your card for a towel, and then when you check out on the last day, you give your towel back, and they'll give you a card Mm -hmm. so that when you check out, you give the card at checkout. So if you do lose your towel, it will cost you money. At our last resort that we were at in January last year, you got as many beach towels as you wanted and there was just no card. It was right. really stress-free and it was it's how it should be because yeah. it's just stupid like your children. Um, because on our honeymoon, we actually did get our towel taken <laughs> from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was likely by someone who lost theirs. So they were repaying the unfortunate favor to us. And it did cost us 20 American to replace the towel. Seriously, who is loading up their suitcase with beach towels from the resort? Well, I don't think they are. See, they're probably they probably got theirs stolen from someone else. Oh, probably somebody somewhere lost a towel. Yes, whatever. All right, let's chat about typical countries because you can't just go to an all-inclusive anywhere. So. For us Canadians, it's typically Cuba, Mexico, Jamaica, and the Dominican Republic. Um, I know a lot of people are scared to travel to Mexico, and like bad stuff can happen literally anywhere, anytime. So just be safe. Don't take unnecessary risks and do your research about the area you're going to and should be fine. We've never had any issues in Mexico. We've traveled there a lot, but we also don't leave resort at night. We don't go into Cancun to party at bars and and dance clubs. Um, We just don't take unnecessary risks like you mentioned and we just play it safe. Yeah. I know my parents have gone to Mexico a few times and had great, great experiences. So yeah, yeah, as long as you do your research and be safe, you should be totally fine. Um, Other spots that I know that people from Canada travel to bit less frequently since it's probably a bit more expensive are St. Lucia, Turks and Caicos, and Costa Rica. Definitely. Um, Turks and Caicos is definitely on my list. I have a a friend uh, I used to work with who actually lives there now and her pictures are to die for. But we do have sort of a dream resort picked. It's called Jade Mountain Resort in St. Lucia. Uh, We'll add the link in the show notes just so you guys can check it out for yourselves and let us know if we should plan to visit someday if we vit, if we win the lotto. Um, it's definitely the plan, but yeah. <laughs> it's, it's absolutely incredible, but it costs so much. But, you, you know, you got to have a dream. Everybody's got to have a dream. Exactly. <laughs> so what should we look for when we're choosing an all-inclusive resort? Yeah, and I mean, none of this is rocket science, but these are certainly the things that, you know, Peter and I talked about that we would recommend. And definitely read reviews. We usually do TripAdvisor um, but a third-party review site, uh, not the resort's site, um, is probably best just so you can get some honest opinions and really pay attention. If a lot of reviews have uh, info that the beach is really rocky or the food is really bad and it's kind of consistent throughout, definitely trust those. Mm-hmm. And if you are a beach person, ensure you do read those reviews carefully. We have ignored them in the past and ended up with some honestly crappy beaches. Unfortunately, they were all in Mexico. I'm sure there's nice beaches in Mexico. We've just had some crappy ones. So if the beach really does matter to you and it does to us because we like the option of pool or beach, go somewhere with consistent good beach reviews. And I would say the same for food. People don't usually pull any punches when they talk about food. So definitely pay attention to what people are saying. And I know, Jen, that would be a big thing for you. Yes. I just wanted to mention as well that I know my 
parents have joined Facebook groups for the yep. resorts and gotten like gotten to chat with people who've been to them been to the resort before. Also, you can kind of find somebody maybe who's going at the same time and like make a friend. Um, but I think those Facebook groups are probably a good source of information. And if you have a question, you can put it out there to the group and then and get some hive mind uh, feedback. Yes, I've definitely noticed those kind of groups popping up. That's a great idea. Also keep in mind, we love Cuba, but likely when booking a trip to Cuba, um, a five-star in Cuba is usually, let's say, like a four-star in Mexico. They just don't have the same amount of resources. That's sort of the, if there's any issues with Cuba, it's that. Um, I mean, they are still a communist country and it's tougher for them to get what they need there. But if you are looking for amazing beaches and really, really friendly people, you're always going to find that in Cuba. I can't recommend that piece enough. Understand what kind of resort you would want based on your personality type. It took us a while to figure out what made us happy in terms of all inclusives. But do you want like a large resort with 5,000 rooms, a lot of space to walk around and explore and likely see new people every day? Or would you prefer something more intimate with, say, 400 rooms on a smaller resort where you're likely going to see the same people every day? And for us, we really have discovered we love the smaller resort feel. The vibe is just really, it's better at smaller resorts. You're likely to meet people, um, maybe have, you know, some drinks in the pool with them or whatever at smaller resorts. And it's just more of an intimate feel. Um, And I know, Jen, you've never been, but off the top of your head, which does either of those sort of stand out as more preferable? Yeah, I think it would depend on the amenities, but probably a smaller resort. My parents are also a smaller resort people. Like that's usually what they would pick. So yeah. just from their feedback and and yours as well, it, it sounds like the better choice for me too. Yeah, we've we've done a really large resort and we just felt like we didn't see half of it the whole time we were there and it was brand new people every day. And we're like, where did they come from? Who are you? Yeah. <laughs> you. Um, and if you've never gone to an all-inclusive before, pick a country that you actually might want to do a few excursions in. So for example, in Mexico, along the Mayan Riviera, there is so much to see and do and a lot of history and probably some of my favorite excursions have been in Mexico. Um, Cuban people are amazing, like I mentioned. So maybe getting out into Veradero or going into Havana might have an interest for you. So really consider the country when you think of what you might like to do in terms of off resort if you do intend to do an excursion. Mm-hmm. Um, also, another thing to think about too do you want adults only or do you want a family resort? So we've gone to both and both are fine, but overall, because we don't have kids, um, I do prefer adults only. And that still includes like 18 and above. So it's not, you know, it's not all older people or all younger people. Honestly, most resorts are generally a mix. Mm-hmm. And this last piece, I cannot, I cannot stress enough. So ensure when you're booking your all-inclusive that your dates are correct. So we actually met a couple. They're lovely from Ontario. Um, and we met them at a Cuban resort and they thought they'd booked a seven-day trip. Um, they actually watched people get on the bus and leave the resort that were, at the end of the day, going on their flight that they should have been on because they only had actually booked five days. Oh, my God. I know. It was a very, very expensive mistake where they had to stay another night and pay for that, which turned out to be a lot more than you could imagine. And then they had to pay for their plane home. They couldn't get into Toronto. They had to go to Montreal and take a train to Toronto. It was just a mess. Anyway, so please, 
please ensure <laughs> that your dates are correct. And one other thing that I mentioned just briefly earlier is also ensure that you're booking all-inclusive and not a European plan because those just usually include your room and you'd have to purchase a meal plan separately. Right. So just make sure it does say all-inclusive. All-inclusive. Yeah, I think um, checking your dates is good advice for any type of travel mm. because missing your flight that's your fault is always going to be expensive. <laughs> oh, definitely. <laughs> you should see us. It would be hilarious if people were at our place when we're booking stuff because he's like, are these the right dates? I'm like, yes. And he's like, are you sure? And I'm like, right. let me check. And I'm like, yeah. anyway, it's a whole thing because we're Same. super paranoid. Same. I mean, <laughs> I get it. <laughs> okay. So here are some of my um, hesitations right. about doing an all-inclusive. So Megan, I love how you've worded these questions and I want you to read them exactly. I will read them exactly. <laughs> Is there more to do than just laying on the beach? Like I literally got up out of my office and went in with Peter and we had a little laugh because the way that that is worded tells me exactly how you've thought of these types of resorts. Anyway, yes, the answer is yes. So most resorts will have tennis courts and even bikes that you can use, especially if it's a bigger resort. And we usually use those whenever we can. Um, We do like to play tennis. So it is something that we usually take advantage of. I guess play tennis. We just hit the ball. We don't actually play. Let's just be, let's, let's be real. Um, depending on where you are and where your resort's located, there's often like local bus service that will come by your resort, take you to nearby towns. And of course there's excursions. We also usually walk the beach a lot, which can often take you over in front of other resorts if they're nearby. So you can sort of check out what's happening there and what those look like. Um, there's usually beach activities offered much like I mentioned earlier, some are at a cost like jet skis or parasailing, Um, but they do have other um, like boogie boards and stuff like that that you can borrow. Each resort also has an activities team that plays games with guests throughout the day, usually poolside, which can be pretty entertaining. Um, And they also usually play music poolside, so it's not quiet out by the pool, although I don't recommend setting up for the day by the speakers. I would probably use... That's (laughs) a good tip. Yeah. And not that we needed free booze, but Peter's actually won some booze playing mini golf in Cuba. So that was a little thing to hang his hat on. (laughs) And then uh, the games also, of course, get more entertaining as the booze usually starts being served anywhere between 9 and 10 Mm a.m. Yes. And in the evening, of course, I want to mention to you, there are usually shows. So fire dancers or impersonators for acts like Madonna or other types of musical shows I have to say those can usually be pretty hit or miss, Um, but our last resort in January in the Dominican, Chic it was called, they had amazing evening entertainment. We loved almost every show that they had, and that is a, it's a rarity, but it can happen. So yes, you can lay around the beach all day or the pool if you wish, but there are lots of adventurous things, activities you can fill your day with. um, And that's honestly your choice. And I do like a mixture of both. Here's my other hang up, Megan. (laughs) Is the food always bad? Always. <laughs> always. Serious. <laughs> so again, no, but it does, of course, depend on where you go. And this goes back to doing your research, reading the reviews, taking people seriously um, when they stress it over and over and over. And it is true that oftentimes the food in Cuba is not the best. Again, there's a reason for it, um, but it is true. But I've always found something to eat and enjoy every single day. That's never. I'm not... I'm not particularly picky, but it's it, there's always the basics, always, always pizza, rice, all those things. 
Um, now, we've been to other resorts such as Moon Palace in Mexico and our Chic Resort last January where the food was absolutely amazing and it was honestly high-end restaurant food, especially at the a la carte. Uh, we went back to the Italian one last January probably four times. The food was to die for. Um, and then buffets are often large. They often have theme nights um, from different regions. So you're going to find something. The Italian night's always great. You can always find pasta, pizza, whatever. So overall with the food, I really feel that no matter where you go, you'd be able to find something. And I would have to say that even though we found that the beaches in Mexico often aren't great due to rocks and seaweed, the food in Mexico overall has probably been the most consistently good. Mm-hmm. And Mexico also has the best wildlife we've seen so far. So that always is a definite um, thing that I, you know, boost things up for me too. And I do suggest though, that if you have a sensitive tummy, um, to maybe take advantage of medications or shots before you go, such as Ducarol, which really will help avoid any tummy mishaps. Yes. We don't want to have tummy mishaps. No, and definitely take medication with you too. I, I would definitely recommend that. Yes. That leads into our next section where we're going to go through some tips to enjoy your all-inclusive vacation. Definitely. The first tip is when you're packing, put a change of clothes, some sunscreen in a little bottle, under Holland under milliliters, or else they'll take it away from you, (laughs) sunglasses, and a bathing suit in your carry-on. Because if they lose your luggage, at least you got the basics. Exactly. Also, any medication that you will need also should always go in your carry-on, no matter where where trip you're taking. Um, also understand that your room will probably not be ready when you arrive. So make a plan that also helps to have your bathing suit and your carry on. You just whip that on, head to the beach and doesn't matter. The room's not ready. Um, usually there's food that you can eat, um, while you wait, take enough sunscreen, pain medication, any medication, whatever you need, because if you have to buy it there, it's either a going to cost more or B not exist. Yeah. Take, I mean, just pack your whole medicine cabinet if you <laughs> That's what I would do. <laughs> Overtake that kind of thing. Yes. Yeah. Um, so like we've said all along, do your research on the resort, um, review tour companies, excursions, if you're booking anything outside of the resort, read reviews, read reviews, read reviews. We cannot stress this enough. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of resorts have a team that are trying to sell you a timeshare um, do what you can to avoid these people and not waste your precious, precious time sitting in a seminar. They will try to tempt you with free massages and free booze, and it's not worth your time, people. Nope. Don't do it. Don't do it. Understand what currency you should be bringing for tips. So, or, or ensure that you can exchange Canadian dollars where you are, um, you usually can. Um, Megan, how much do you usually take uh, for tips? Usually in Canadian, about 150 a week. If we're going somewhere like Mexico where we use American for tips, we would exchange that before we went. Right. But if not, we would take the Canadian and then get it exchanged. You can definitely often do that at the desk. So don't worry about that too much. And they oftentimes too have uh, ATMs on the resort. Okay. Um, but if you intend to do excursions, I recommend maybe taking a little bit more. You might want souvenirs, tip your tour guide, things that aren't on resort. You can always bring the money home um, if you take too much. 
And also for anyone traveling to Cuba, as of January 1st, 2021, they have changed their currency. They had two different types of currency. So just read up a bit on that um, before you go to understand exactly what you might need, depending on where you're traveling from. For sure. Um, If you want to relax even more, I think you should take advantage of the spa service. I haven't gone. Megan's told me how amazing it is. So I think you should do it. Why not? If you're really exactly. there to relax, yeah. do it. all out, like we say. <laughs> exactly. Um, and I would say the last tip I would give, honestly, is just understand going into it that this isn't a European vacation. Of course, there's all inclusives, I'm sure, in Europe, but this isn't like the go, go, go European vacation. And if you can really try to relax, I would recommend it. I mean, being on resorts, we've met people that have made an afternoon around the pool really fun, some evenings really fun. We often see the same people because we do go to smaller uh, resorts and we do a lot of people watching. And this can often be really fun around the main bar in the evenings. Um, And it's really another form of entertainment. So just understand what kind of trip you're taking. You can definitely go, go, go at resorts if you wish, like we talked about. There's lots of choice, but it is going to be different if you are used to sort of traveling around a country, staying one or two nights in a spot, and then moving on. It's definitely different than that. Mm-hmm. So I would just say overall to sort of sum things up, keep in mind there are different types of resorts with different offerings. And I'm sure we, you know, Peter and I haven't experienced all of those. So like I said in the beginning, this is just our perspective on the places we've been. We've not been to like super duper high-end resort. So things there might be a lot different. I hope to find out one day, Um, but I haven't yet. So, and of course we also love a European um, go, go, go vacation where it's, you know, traveling around all the time, but we also really like to relax at an all-inclusive and have what that brings us. So it's all going to depend what you're looking for and the type of traveler you are. I know for us, I could lay on a beach much longer than Peter. So he just comes down for a couple hours. We lay in the sun. He goes back up to the room. I stay on the beach reading. You have to also find your groove with the person that you're with. What do they like to do? You don't have to do everything together at every minute either. So that can be another way to sort of break it up. You don't have to do exactly what the other person's doing all the time. So Jen, I know that of course you've still not been because here we are. (laughs) We're still Um, here. (laughs) But, you know, obviously you've had experience listening uh, to your parents who've traveled there. Here are some tips, some things you can do. There's more Mm -hmm. to just laying on a beach and likely you'll be able to find stuff to eat. So what are your thoughts? I think after listening to you chat that I am definitely maybe a little bit more interested. I think I would prefer to maybe go with a group or even just me go with some girlfriends because I really don't know if my husband is going to be into that. So I don't know if it would be super fun with him, but I think that there's probably more to do than I think, you know, there's probably not just laying in a beach chair for 12 hours. So I think, cause I, I I know you can't see me. This is a podcast. I am very fairly skinned and I am afraid of what will happen to me if I'm in the sun for that long. (laughs) But uh, I think it could be a fun type of vacation. You just have to go into it with the mindset that it is a slower type of vacation. And if you've listened to this podcast before, you know that I am a over planner. So maybe I need (laughs) a slow vacation to balance me out. 
Yeah. And I think like you mentioned uh, when we were chatting prior to the podcast too, like five days to start might be good Mm -hmm. for you so that you don't overdo it. I know it's seven is only, you know, two more, but I think five first days of travel day. So real and the last days of travel day. So it actually might break it up in a good chunk for you. And yeah, maybe your mom or some girlfriends might be a, a really good idea to sort of introduce yourself and understand what you can do. Um, and then you can decide from there if you think another one is good or, or like me and cruises one and done. <laughs> so Maybe. really I, I think that would help you decide or help you understand a little bit more too. Yeah. I would definitely um, like to check out Cuba for, for the history purposes. Like that's yeah. somewhere that I've, I've always been interested in just to go see like Havana and, and explore there. So I think Maybe that might be on my horizon. Yes, Havana is amazing and definitely worth it. I, I couldn't recommend that enough. And the Cuban people, like I said, are incredible. So I think that'd be a great place to start. And I know you could find something to eat. I believe in this 100%. <laughs> They'll be packing a suitcase full of snacks just okay. in case. You could do that too. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it, everybody. The first episode of 2021 Yay. in the books. Thank you for tuning in to the Travel Mug Podcast. Uh, We would love it if you shared this show with a travel-loving pal and write us a review on Apple Podcasts. We'll talk with you soon. Bye. Bye.